Father and our God, we thank you because you are a faithful God. In your hands, we commit this hour, even this time. Send your word, O Lord, to heal us and to deliver us from destruction. For thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The entrance of your word giveth light and it giveth understanding unto the simple. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Our God and our Father, release your word unto your people. Visit us at this time. That your will and purpose for this day, for this week, for this month, and this year, O oh Lord, even in our life be accomplished. Have your way, O oh God. Speak to us. Using me as a vessel. And granting us your full presence and power and glory and covering. Even at this hour. Thank you, our Father. Be thou exalted, for we believe you answered us. And we also believe that here you are in our presence. Take over, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I bring greetings to every one of us, and it's a joy to stand in the presence of the Lord, and also for the opportunity given to me to declare the word of God to share with us today. The topic for today is where we read as our lesson, and uh, it says, take heed, watch, and pray. And this scripture, if you look at it, in that uh, Mark 13, from verse 32, I, th- I think he read from uh, in Revised uh, Standard Version, but I'm reading from King James. Let me just read a little of it again. But of that day and that hour, no wait, no man. No, not the angels which are in heaven. Neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey. Who left the house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at eve or at midnight or at the cock crowing. Or in the morning. Lest. Coming suddenly. He find you sleeping. Praise the Lord. There is a God. And the only one God in heaven. And this God. He made all things. He is in charge. He is in control of the entire universe. And this God, as we know, is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this God has a program. (laughs) And it is his program that is running in the whole world, in the whole universe. He has a shadow. He has a plan. And all mankind, including you and me, must run with his plan or we perish. He sent his son to teach us this way, this, his plan. And Jesus came and taught the way. And went back to heaven. And he's coming again. To take count and to judge whether we are doing it or we are sleeping. That is God's shadow and it's running. And to, for us to prepare to meet God... We must watch and pray. 
But more importantly, we must take heed. Because there are two kingdoms in oppression. And that is our emphasis today. The kingdom of earth and the kingdom of heaven. Two of them are running. And the two of them, each of them has glory. The kingdom of the earth has glory. The kingdom of heaven also has glory. But the kingdom of God, the glory of the kingdom of earth is transient, is temporal. And I want to give you an example. If you are a governor or you are a minister or you are a senator, you will be driving in convoy. And when you come into a place, like even in this church, if a senator comes here, everybody will be turning eye. He comes, that, that is the glory of the earth. He goes with pomp and pageantry. That is the glory of the earth. So the earth has glory. But it's temporary. As soon as he finishes his tenure, <laughs> all the convoy will leave and the man will be going alone. He will be like me. He will drive himself and come to church like I have come today. So, the glory of the earth comes and goes. And you may not even get it again. No more. But the glory of heaven is everlasting. It grows from glory to glory. And if you have it, you have something. You are with a substance. You have something. And uh, so there is battle between these two kingdoms. These two kingdoms are at war. Trying to dominate each other. And the root of all the conflict we have in the world today is the struggle between these two kingdoms. And that is why we must watch and pray. That is why we must take heed. Let us look at Genesis chapter 12. I want to, us to see how this trouble started. And how it is progressing and what we are expecting out of it. Genesis chapter 12, if you look at verse 1. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee, and I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And thou bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curse thee. And in this shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed. Abraham answered the call of God. And he went. Brethren, God separated Abraham from the kingdom of this world from what is happening. Because at the time, the kingdom of earth where he was living, and even where we are living now, is full of evil, full of idolatry, full of wickedness. And God felt that his own should not be there. And he moved him. The one good thing is that Abraham answered the call and he left with his wife. And of course, Lot also followed. And God promised to make him great. That was a promise. He promised that if you follow, if you respond, I will make you great. That, that promise does not come carelessly. The promise of God doesn't come carelessly. It doesn't just come because God has promised. And that is the mistake most people make. You have to work for it. You have to show cause before the promise of God is downloaded. And that was Abraham answered. I want to also tell us that many of us have the same call. Some of us have answered. Of course, 
By being born again, you have answered the call. But have you downloaded it, the promise? There is a promise running after the call. Each promise can come as an answer depending on how you get about it. But it may not come. Look at John 15 verse 16 about this call of God. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. It is God that called every person that is born again. Don't think you, you just, you gave your life to Christ. It's not you. You have a call. That's why you give. But after you have given, there is a work to do. There is promise that is following the call which you must attract. How are you responding to the call? The call is a task and a test which you must pass, an exam which you must pass. In order to describe this call, there are three scenarios I want us to run quickly through in the Bible. Genesis chapter 16. I may not be reading all of them so that we move fast. Because these stories, every story in the Genesis, I'm sure all of you know. Genesis 16, 1 to 4. It says that Sarah, wife of Abraham, was barren and without child. And she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said unto Abraham, Behold now, the Lord had restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened. And so Abraham went into Hagar, an Egyptian maid, that was a mistake. That was where the trouble started. And as a result, Hagar became pregnant with a baby. And as soon as she became pregnant, she began to despise Sarah, her mistress. And Sarah complained. If you read down there, you see that Sarah complained bitterly to Abraham. Look at the, my handmaid that I gave to you. And look at what she's doing. And so Abraham just told Sarah, your handmaid is in your hand. Do whatever you want with her. At least, after all, you are the one that gave her to me. Abraham was a very responsible man. I like him. No wonder God loved him more. And so, Sarah now treated Hagar hardly. And so Hagar ran away with her pregnancy. If you now look at verse 7, 8 and 9, you will see that the, when Hagar ran, an angel of the Lord met her on the way. And the angel of the Lord told Hagar, return to your mistress and submit unto her hands. Brother, I want to tell you, that no servant can succeed without submitting to the master. Nobody will succeed without submitting to God. That is why it is important to give your life to God. There is a submission. The angel of the Lord said, no matter how hard he treated you or he treated you, go back to her. Submit. That is your mistress. Submit completely. For you to succeed in life, there is a submission. If you are a student, you must submit to your supervisor. If you are a junior priest, you must submit to your senior priest. We, the lecturers, we will submit to the vice chancellor. There is submission. There is hierarchy. There is authority. And it's only by submission that you can get the blessing. You can download the blessings of God. And so, Hagar obeyed and came back. And submitted. No more trouble. She wasn't despising her mistress anymore. And so 
her blessings began to build up also. If you submit, your own blessing will start coming. Now, in verse 11 of that Genesis chapter 16, the angel of the Lord told Hagar, you will bear a son and call his name Ishmael. And he will be a wild man. Take note of that very place. Because we will profit with it as we go on. He said, you will be a son, verse 12, and he will be a wild man. And his hand will be against every man. And every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of his brethren. <laughs> that this Ishmael you are going to born will be a wild man. And his hand will be against everybody. And everybody's hand will be against him. But he will dwell in the presence of his brethren. He won't, he won't live in heaven. And that was the sentence of God concerning Ishmael and concerning that bat. And, and so, of course, Ishmael came. And that is the beginning of the trouble. And this trouble is all over the world today. Even in Nigeria. Even in America. That is the trouble. So the seed of Ishmael had to fight against the seed of Isaac and Jacob. But they will dwell together. No separation. So we must take heed, brethren. We must watch and we must pray. So with understanding of what God... Because the word of God is amen. It does not change. Once spoken, so it is. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 17. If you look at verse 1, Genesis 17, it says, And when Abraham, his name is Abraham, or not yet Abraham, all this while, when Ishmael came as his father was Abraham, that's the name that time. And when Abraham was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, And the Lord God Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will establish and I will make my covenant between me and thee. And we multiply thee exceedingly. You know, at this point, Abraham thought, Abraham began to reply God, if you go down, that yes, Lord, I know you have even given me a child, a son already. You will multiply me greatly. God said no. God said no. That that is not the son I mean. That the son I mean is the one from the bosom of Sarah, your wife. And before that, that he will change your name. That you are now going to enter into a covenant. God, is, God was now ready to download the promise he met Abraham at the time he met him. In Genesis chapter 12, he was not ready to bring it down. And so he told Abraham that he will change his name from Abraham to Abraham. He said, verse 5, Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abraham, but thy name shall be Abraham. And also in verse 15, he told that Sarah's name will no longer be Sarai, but Sarah. God changed their name, the name of Abraham, the name of Sarah, in order to enter into an everlasting covenant with them. And so, for you, my brethren, to enter into everlasting covenant with God, your name must change. Your habit must change. Your character must change. What you used to like, you have to drop it and begin to like another thing. You begin to like heaven. You begin to like God and begin to do the will of God. If, you have, if there is a particular habit you enjoy every day, you have to drop it. And that was how 
after he changed their names, he now began to enter into proper covenant with them. And if you now look at Genesis chapter 17, that place, verse 19, from verse 19, after he had changed their names, he now began to enter into an everlasting covenant with them. And you can see that God tested Abraham by calling him. Abraham came out and Abraham maintained a focus. So God knew that Abraham was serious and then he now brought down the promise to enter into an everlasting covenant with him. Brethren, that is the same race we are running. God, you are born again, but you are under tests. The covenant, the everlasting covenant is still, is still waiting, whether you are qualified to have it. And that is the case right now with Abraham. Look at verse 19 unto 20. God said to Abraham, Abraham now, God said to Abraham, thy, Sarah, thy wife Sarah will bear a son, and shall call his name Isaac, and I will establish my everlasting covenant with him. God has, the, the, the thing is no longer covenant, but everlasting one. Praise the Lord. And so, in verse 20, he said, as for Ishmael, <laughs> That's why you thought, oh, as for Ishmael, I will make him fruitful and multiply him exceedingly. Two princes shall be, he beget, and I will make him a great nation. So, as for Ishmael, I will say to him, he will be a great nation. Brethren, I want to tell us that God is not a man that he will lie. He has promised that that man will be great and he has, he has maintained it. But, he said, but, as for my covenant, that one is with Isaac. And so, he will be a great nation, but no covenant, no inheritance. He will be a wild man. His hand will be against everybody. And everybody's hand will be against him. That is, that is the record. And that is the battle we are fighting today. Look at verse 21. He said, but my covenant will be established with Isaac, which Sarah thy wife shall bear. Brethren, as born again, as born again child of God, you have translocated from whatever you are to become a seed of Isaac and Jacob. Who has this covenant? And the same covenant has an inheritance. It has a blessing. And the blessing of God and the inheritance of God and that covenant is the battle that is all over the world today. I also want to give you the second scenario. In Genesis chapter 25, Genesis chapter 25, in order to abridge it, verse 8 and 9, Abraham died and his two sons Ishmael and Isaac buried him confirming that they are living together isn't it? These two sons buried their father Abraham so they were living together which is the word of God that they will live together but if you go to verse 23 of Genesis 25 you will see there that God said to Rebekah the wife of Isaac that two nations are in thy womb and two manner of people are conceived in your womb. That is this one. We are now moving to the sons of Isaac. And one shall be stronger and the elder shall serve the younger. <laughs> that is the Bible. Now, and so Esau and Jacob were born and the East and the Esau, being the elder, became the, the weaker one, and the younger one, Jacob, became stronger. Just like anything God said, don't joke with it. It will just happen. It's just like that. And he said the elder will serve the younger. <laughs> that is what has amounted. 
the seed, the seed of Jacob became stronger than the seed of Esau were servants, rather. But let's move on. Go to Genesis 27, verse 38. I'm abridging it so that I will land very soon. Esau said to his father, you know, Esau lost out because Jacob collected all the blessings from Isaac, their father. And Esau went to Isaac, his father, and said, Has thou but one blessing for me, my father? And he wept. Do you have just even one? You know what Isaac replied in verse 39? Then Isaac said to Esau, Thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven. That is, you will live outside, you will live in the wild, the dew of heaven. Have you gone to the field early in the morning? You see dew that is on the grass. That is, in other words, there is no more blessing for you. That is just the simple thing. That your brother has collected all of them. Verse 40. He said, By thy sword shalt thou live, and thou shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have dominion, thou shalt break his yoke off your neck. Brethren, this is what is running today. And God is giving us an insight so that we as Christians, you know where you are and where you stand. And so, Esau will live by, with, by sword and he will live outside and, and until he grow and become big, then he will struggle to stop being servant to his brother. That is what it means. And that, was, and that is exactly what is playing out today. So Jacob collected all the blessings, all the inheritance and the covenant of Abraham and Isaac. Esau got nothing. Ishmael also got nothing. What is the result? So Esau teamed up with Ishmael against Jacob. And remember also that Hagar took wife for Ishmael from her country, Egypt. And so Esau married an Egyptian. Esau now married the sons of Ishmael, the daughters of Ishmael. And also daughters of Canaan, daughters of Jebusites and Perizzites, the nation where God said they should not marry from. So Esau teamed up with Ishmael. They became in-laws. They became friends. And they started working together. Because both of them <laughs> had no inheritance. And so, in the world today, the hand of seed of, of Ishmael and Esau are against the seed of Jacob and the Isaac and vice versa. Also the seed of Esau are serving the seed of Jacob. All the Megads you know today, you know some of you have Megad. Where do they come from? That is the seed. They are serving. That is what God said. That is the Bible. And so this is the battle. If you want, call it Boko Haram. If you want, call it Al-Qaeda. Call it ISIS. Call it militant. Call it any name. Katu Fulani has men. Anything you want to call it. That the struggle is for the covenant, for the blessing. In order to break the yoke of servanthood. Remember also, that Isaac said to Esau, When thou shalt have dominion, thou shalt break the yoke of servanthood out of your neck. I want to tell you that today, they have grown politically. They are trying to break, that yoke is the struggle. They are saying no to servanthood. And the battle is for dominion, for inheritance, and for the covenant which the Lord has given. The final scenario before I begin to, round, begin to put it together is that in Nigeria today, many of you may not know this because 
This one is as a result of history and research. In Nigeria today, there are three nations living together. The first one, and all these three nations are children of Abraham. If you see where we started. In the east, we have the Ibos. And these are the seed of Jacob from the tribe of Gad, who migrated out of Egypt. When, it, when the Jews were in bondage in Egypt, the, the tribe of Gad is the missing tribe that migrated out of, out of Egypt. And they came. You know Africa, if we project the map of Africa, you see that Africa is within where both Nigeria and Egypt are in the same Africa. It's just in the north. So they migrated, the tribe of God migrated from Egypt to Enre in Anambra State and settled there. And I want you to take a venture. If you go to Enre today, you will see a place they call Obi God. That is the tribe of God and the insignia of the Jews is there. Some of us have visited the place. But there is a book I can even give you so that you read it. You see the migration. And so it is this tribe of God, the Jew, that gave rise to the Igbos in the East. Praise the Lord. Now, in the West, Oduduwa was the one that migrated. He's an Egyptian. Oduduwa is an Egyptian. He migrated from Egypt as well and settled in Ilefe. And he gave rise to the Western Nigeria, to the Yorubas. And in the north, it is the seed of Ishmael and Esau who migrated from Middle East and settled in Niger state that gave rise to the north. So these are the three nations that are living in Nigeria. And politically, you can see that the southwest and, and the north, they can easily enter into alliance. They, they agree more. Because Ishmael and Esau are their in-laws. And Ishmael, Ishmael's mother and wife are Egyptians. And Oduduwa is an Egyptian. The Jews, this is history anyway. The Jews are the chosen race and the Igbos are part of it. But there is something, God is a mysterious God. God nullified all this thing I am saying now. Just look. God is so merciful, God is so considerate, and he does not want any man to lose, no matter your birth, no matter your origin, no matter where you come from. And so, the Bible said, and God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so, if you are born again, whether you are Alsa or Yoruba or Igbo and you are born again, you have the inheritance. Praise the Lord. I want you to clap for our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the mystery. That is the end of the game. No matter who you are, no matter your tribe, no matter your language, no matter where you come from, and you give your life to Jesus, you have the inheritance. You have the covenant. You have the blessing. You have all that it takes to be a son of the Most High God. And so, brethren, if you also remember, if you fail to give your life to Christ, because that is the only way that God has given to everybody, so that God will not be seen as a wicked God, so that nobody will say, why did God uh, uh, not uh, do this or that? God has neutralized all these things out of his mercy. So that everybody has now equal chance. If you are neighbor, if you are a Jew and you did not give your life to Christ, you go to hell. If you are a fishman or Esau and you did not go to give your life to Christ, you go to hell. But if you give your life, no matter where you come from, no matter your background, heaven and covenant of God is with you. Praise the Lord. And now let's answer two questions. There are two questions we have to answer.
having gotten this message. Number one, who are you? And number two, are you called? And what are you called for? What are you called by God to do? These two questions we begin to end this message. And I want to tell you, if you are born again, the answer to question number one is, I am the son of the Most High God. If anybody asks you, who are you? I am the son of the Most High God, if you are born again. But if you are not born again, and they ask you, who are you? You will tell them your name. Okeke Okafo, or Benjamin, or Grace. Because you are not born again. You have not changed your name. Abraham changed the name. Sarah changed the name. If you are born again, before you enter into covenant, you will change your name. And your name is still your name if you are not born again. So you cannot answer, I am the son of the most high God. And so I'm going to ask this question. Who are you? If you are born again, you say, I am the son of the most high God. Or the daughter of the most high God. But if you are not born again, you tell me your name. Who are you? Praise the Lord. And so, the second question is, are you called? And what are you called for? And the answer, if you are born again, you are called to be a son of God. You are called to be an ambassador to the kingdom of God. You are called to become a member of the body of Christ all over the world. (laughs) You are not called to become a member of a church denomination. You are not called to become a member of the chapel of his resurrection. In fact, you are here in this church to recharge your battery, to recharge your faith. We are recharging faith now, isn't it? Every church is to recharge the believer. And so the believer now goes out as a member of the body, the entire body of, of, of believers. You will see and now someone is a believer, is a member of your body. You see, a Yoruba man is a believer, is a member of the body. You travel overseas, you see a white man, is a member, if he's a believer, is a member of the body. You are a member of the body of Christ, body of believers all over the world. You are not just a member of this church. In fact, you are a member of this church because the church here recharges you. The church here feeds you. And revives you. So that you now go back to your office. To your workplace. And there you download the kingdom of God. You download the principles of God. You, 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 to your village. You will tell them the principle of God. Because you have been charged. You have been recharged in the church. You now go out. And bring to pass. And bring into performance. The kingdom of God. The kingdom principles. That is the story. Praise the Lord. And finally, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, he said, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on earth. He said also, Mortify your body, mortify your members, your body, against fornication, against uncleanness, against inordinate affection, against evil concupiscence, against covetousness, which is idolatry. Separate yourself from fashion, from lust of this world, from pleasures of this world. If you must make it, if you must be serious like Abraham, if you must collect your own blessing, your own covenant, 
you must separate yourself from these ones. I want to give you a testimony here. In January 19, I was in Abuja, 19, 2021. We were on a retreat on Full Gospel National Council. And also, when I came back on 22nd, I went back again on 29th. 29 was the World Global Forum of Full Gospel. All the leaders of Full Gospel in the whole world came to Abuja. And so we entered into another three days of retreat. And I came back February 1. In one of the occasions, I was sitting with a national director from Kaduna. And this national uh, director, I didn't know him as such, only that I know him as a national director. So, during training, during the retreat and interaction, they say, uh, hold hand with the person sitting next to you. So, I held hand with this national director. And we prayed. They say, okay, share your, share your story with one another. They pray on it. So, the, the man shared his story. I shared my story. Look at the man's story. The man graduated with chemistry, bachelor degree, as a young, fine man. I was posted to worry in a secondary school. That's a long time ago. He's a, he's a man. He's, he's my age, almost. And we were posted to worry to teach in a college. And he arrived in the college and went to the principal's office with his certificate, 2-1 chemistry, to teach in the college. And so the principal welcomed him with warmth and said, Ah, young man, you are so fine. You are welcome. Ah, you will enjoy this place. You will enjoy his. He said the principal said it three times. And he was confused. Am I going to join for teaching in the college? Okay, let me see. But meanwhile, the principal gave him a flat. Fairly furnished. So he said, is this the enjoyment? But the thing was ringing in his heart. You will enjoy this place. So, no, two days later, he went to the principal and said, principal, Please, what do you mean? That day you were saying I will enjoy. What does that mean? The principal said, Ah, ah, my brother, you are a graduate. You are fine. You will enjoy this place. There are many girls in this place and they are beautiful. And they are for just asking. Every night you have one. You will enjoy yourself here. My God. And so, the thing turned the young man's heart because he's a Christian, born again, and he made up his mind to leave worry immediately. He didn't tell the principal. And so he went back, he taught for one month, and then began to apply. He got an interview to attend in Kaduna. He left immediately. And he did not sleep with any of those girls. Praise the Lord. And that was how God now took the man serious. <laughs> that man I was holding hand with is a multi-millionaire. He has chains of schools, colleges, primary schools and secondary schools, one in Abuja, one in, uh, in Kaduna, one in Ware, and he's trying to go to other places. God just blessed him and made him great. Because he, re in fact, he did what Joseph did. Joseph ran. Let me tell us. If you are, if you are still involved in immorality, <laughs> you, you will not be able to download your own blessings and covenant. Even though you are born again, you are called, but you, you have failed the test. You won't make it. And the kingdom of God, like the Bible said, is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found. He sold all that he had and bought it. No wonder. Rahab, the harlot, when he saw the spies, the Jewish spies, when they came to spy Jericho, Rahab forgot that she was a harlot. She didn't offer them herself. She now wanted to grab the covenant. She sold she dropped what she was used to 
and grabbed these people and entered into covenant with them. Brother Rahab entered into the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ because of that action. Another person, Ruth, also, when he saw the glory of God with the Jews, and he told Naomi, I will entreat me not to leave you. I will go with you. Where you go, I go. Where you live, I live. Where you die, I die. Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. Do you know that that statement alone, by that statement, Ruth has denied everything she had. She has thrown away all her habits and everything she had. And Ruth, by that action, went into the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you read Matthew chapter 5, which we will not read, you will see the genealogy, and you will see Ruth, and you will see Rahab. Praise the Lord. Brethren, to be a born again, there is a profit, there is a gain. And God is waiting to bless you with those gains. There was a story also which summarizes it because I want to close. Buli Akani, you know him, he went to preach for a three-day crusade in a church, in a very big church. And when he arrived, they now made arrangement for him to stay in a big man's house. Because the man, a member of that church had a big house, a castle. And so they say, ah, Nadia Bully go stay. And so they took Bully to the man's house. When the man saw Bully, the man was so excited, and he ran, instead of coming to greet Bully, he ran back and began to vacate his trousers and his slippers from his master bedroom, from his own bedroom. Because he felt that Bully should sleep in his room, not in the guest room. And he vacated his room and, and made it up and then came out and greeted Bully. And now Bully was expecting let them take him to the guest room or something. They carried Bully's bag and they took him to the master's bedroom. And, and Bully was out by what he saw. The room was so big and the bed in that room is worth 2.4 million. Because that bed, you can set the temperature, you can set the humidity. If you press button, plasma TV, if you want it from leg, it will come from leg. If you want it from head, it will come from head. If you press another button, the radio will be asking you which country do you want. And it was such a luxury. That room was so furnished. And there are fridges and things with all kinds of drink and everything. And Bully said, I, I, I will not sleep here. The man knelt down and said, Bully, if you will not sleep here, I will run away from this house. Please sleep. And so they persuaded Bully. And so Bully went in and stayed in that room. In fact, in the night, Bully slept so comfortably because they set everything. It was atmospheric. And Bully began to enjoy the room to the extent that he nearly didn't wake up to read his Bible. <laughs> Too much luxury. <laughs> it can stop you from reading your Bible. Don't go into it. But Bully was courageous, so he tried, he read. So that day, the man came in the morning and asked him, Bully, did you enjoy the place? How was the night? Bully said, it was so comfortable that I nearly forgot my Bible. And so, the man didn't talk. The next day, Bully slept again and woke up and said it was nice again. Then the man opened up. You know what? The man himself never was able to sleep on that bed. He said anytime he, try, he sleep on that bed, masquerade will pursue him and beat him terribly. And so he could not, he wasn't really sleeping in that. But the whole house, the housemaid and everybody was thinking that the man was enjoying the bed. There is a camp bed in the, in the inner room there where the man runs to go and stay. When the masquerade comes, anytime he touches his head on that bed, masquerade will beat hell out of him. 
So he will run. So he now said, let me know whether this masquerade will also beat Bully. That's why he was begging Bully to come and uh, stay in that room. But Bully enjoyed the room. Praise the Lord. That is the benefit of being a child of God. You know, this thing was happening to me when I was a student. If I go to my village on holiday, something will just press on me as if I was suffocating. And I will struggle and wake up. And that made me to be afraid of going home of uh, holidays. <laughs> but when I gave my life to Christ, the thing disappeared. I didn't even know. So reluctantly, after I gave my life, I now went to the village. I said, this, this place is not trouble to sleep. Man, I didn't even know when I slept and when I woke up. When I woke up in the morning, I said, ah, this thing didn't happen. Okay, maybe they didn't know that I have come. I took a walk to the whole village, greeting everybody. After greeting, I came back in the night, and I slept again. And I slept, too. No more trouble. Praise the Lord. Brethren, that is what God can do. And so, you know what Bully did for the young man? Bully now told him, give your life to Jesus. He preached to him. He, he led him to Christ. Laid hand on him. Laid hand on the bed and blessed the house. All the masquerade ran away. After Bully's visit, the man began to enjoy his house. Praise the Lord. And so, brethren, I charge you, take heed about your life. Take heed concerning your faith in Christ Jesus. Take heed concerning your service unto the kingdom of God. Take heed about your habit. Take heed about your conduct, about your behavior, about what you like and what you dislike. Take heed. God is in charge of the entire universe. Give your life to him. And if you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus, you have a great opportunity. I gave my own life since 1990, a long time ago. And since then, I have been enjoying such a peace that passes all understanding. It is when the Bible says certain things, you won't even know what the Bible is saying. But when you begin to enjoy it, you will see it. And so we are going to pray. Our prayer, first prayer is a song. That God must have his way in your life. God must have his way in your decision to give, his, to give your life to him. God, have your way. Have your way. Brethren, just thank God for the message you have heard. Give him thanks. Say, God, I thank you for teaching me your plan, your program, your schedules and your activities. Lord, thank you because you have given me the opportunity to be called. Unto your kingdom. Unto your service. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. And I want you, there are two prayers. If you are here and you are not yet born again, please, I beg you. I'm begging you because I have given my life to him and I'm enjoying the benefits. You too can give your life to him. And so if you are here and you are not yet giving your life to him, please give your life to him. And we want you to raise up your hand. And if you are here also, even though maybe you are born again, but you are still dreaming a dream that masquerade is pursuing you, it means you have break, broken hinges. There is a problem somewhere. And so if you are still dreaming dream of masquerade pursuing you, of all those kind of things, you will also raise your hand. I will just say a word of prayer. And our God will take control. God is a great God. God is a mighty God. He needs you. He wants you. So if you are here, you are not yet born again, or you are being pursued by a masquerade in the dream, like that big man, the bully was in his house, please raise your hand, and we just pray a word of prayer for you, and with you. If there are such persons, can I see your hand? So that we pray. Our God and our Father. Yes, I can see that hand there. I can see the other hand. I wouldn't bother to call you up here. You are not coming to face me. You are facing the Jehovah. That hand is pointing at him. And he is seeing you. He is seeing your hand. Heart. And so I pray for you. 
And I want you to respond after me. Say after me, my father and my God, I have heard your word. I have taken a decision to give my life to you. And today, I give my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. From today, I am yours. Even unto evermore. Help me, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you. Our God and our Father, I thank you for these ones that have raised up their hands to give their life unto you. Lord Jesus, receive them. Our God and our Father, receive them. I cancel your names in the book of death. I transfer your names into the book of life. From now, you are born again. You are one of the sons of the Most High God. And God will be with you from today. God will help you. God will lead you. God will guide you. God will begin to make a way for you. Even where there is no way. God will showcase his glory. And download his promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob unto you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. The, the next prayer is for the born again. If you deceive yourself and you are not born again and you did not raise your hand, <laughs> you will not benefit in this prayer. And so if you are born again, I want you to make a request unto God because you are a daughter, you are a son. You are the son of the Most High God. That thing that is a challenge to you and your life and your family, tell God. Just tell him one or two or three items. Don't go more than three. Tell God something. I give you just 30 seconds. Mention those things. Don't go in detail. Mention, Father, take care of this. Take care of this for me. Visit me in this area. Make a request of God. You have a right. You are the son. You are the daughter of the Most High God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Romans chapter 8 verse 15, the Bible said, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, but the spirit of adoption as a son and as a daughter, whereby you can cry, Abba, Father. And so, brethren, I want us to perform this. I want you to say, Abba, Father. Concerning that request you have made, concerning those three demands you have made, shout, Abba, Father. Shout it again. Shout it a third time. Abba Father. Father, we have presented our request to you. All these requests, they vary from face to face, from family to family, from individual to individual. But you are God. You know all things. And so, Father, we call upon you to answer from heaven concerning this request. In the name of Jesus. In Luke chapter 13 verse 16, the Bible said, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who set her husband, Lord, these 18 years, be loosed from the bond on this Sabbath day. And so in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I call upon the name of Jehovah our God, and I declare... In the name of Jesus, that that sickness, that challenge, which has bothered you, Lord, many years, you are free in the name of Jesus. Be loose from it in the name of Jesus. Those of you in need, I declare and I proclaim in the name of the Most High God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, receive your help. Receive your help. Those of you in need, receive your help. I don't know the type of need you have. All I know is that God is able to, to meet you at the point of your need. Receive your help. In the name of Jesus. Those of you with marital issues, receive God's divine visitation. Receive God's divine intervention. After all, Sarah received Receive your own now. In the name of Jesus. 
For every problem, no matter how big, no matter how small, I call upon the name of the Lord. Receive your help. Receive your help. Receive your help. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because it is settled. They that trust you are like Mount Zion. They will never be moved. They will endure forever. And so, Father, take over now. I hand over this floor come to you. That you, the blessings of God, the blessings of Abraham and Sarah and Isaac, will follow us. Even every one of us. Even from this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.